This is meta. Bob is playing old episodes of the Pitcast on the Pitcast. <laughs> that's how that's how good the Pitcast is, man. It's that you all, all I want to do on this podcast is just listen to old episodes of the podcast. This can be the, the Pitcast clip show. We're in syndication. <laughs> Remember when? Yeah. When Bob got his head stuck in the banister and we had to get the butter. <laughs> just squeeze him on it. Couldn't figure I'm out which stuck. end was which. Listener, welcome to the most recent episode of the Pitcast. I'm Carter, the MTG Meatball, joined here by my my, my dear friends uh, Matt Moss and two other guys. Yep. Bob, oh, wait, wait. Bob, the Big Brain Agra, and our uh, probably most uh, featured reoccurring guest, Mr. Nick yes, Ross. I know I'm almost esteemed, part of the team at this point. Colleague. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very good to have you back. We've definitely taken. Um, a bit of a break in between recording the last one because summer in Chicago is pretty much the only time when we get to actually enjoy ourselves around here. Mental health break. Yeah. I think that's how it is. It's so when uh, we do the podcast, we're at rock bottom. This <laughs> <laughs> when, when you're hearing us talk, it's because we've got practically nothing else to do. It's more like, oh, shit, I gotta do it. It's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do something, man. I'm kind of losing it. Yeah. There's nothing else to be done. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're here. We're here checking back in with everybody, kind of keep folks appraised of uh, of what it is we've been doing in Chicago. And most recently, we've been continuing our middle school series that we call the Middle School Marauders event. This one once again was at um, Jaco's Boudoir on the West Side in uh, Garfield Park. Um. And we are here with, with Nick and Bob, two people who played in that tournament. Um, it's true. And we're mostly here not to, not to showcase whatever rancid deck Bob played. Actually, Bob, <laughs> you're, Bob you're a bona fide blue wizard. How <laughs> no, can you... Not, how, I thought you played red slime. I did. I exactly. Slime. How does... How does all, sl- all red is... All slime is red. How does somebody it's degrade slime. themselves sure. into playing a mono red deck? It was the first deck I built for middle school and it's been just on the shelf forever and you're right I have been dabbling with blue mana lately with the islands and I've been playing some really rancid combo but uh, no I, I wanted to mix it up I wanted to do something different and yeah, it, went, it turned out well I went 4 and 2 for right, third place Jack-a-pups. That's cool. yeah Jackal Pops Jackal Pops were great but you can ask Tyler they're not good in the mirror <laughs> And no. you should take them out in game two, uh, unlike Mr. Edders. <laughs> and he asked me to shame him. Mog Fanatics. No, I, I did not play uh, the Mog Fanatic today, uh, last weekend. I decided to go hard on the, uh, on spells, on, on, you know, 
non-creature spells. Right. Burn. So, yeah, basically, I, I, I included more burn, but I left the Jackal Pups, I left the Grim Lava Mancers, I left I left some of that stuff. Uh, Did you play any stuff. other the of the one red mana two ones, like the Goblin with Echo or the, the Goblin that cadets switch sides if you yeah. no. block with them mm-hmm. none of those so, so you were definitely lighter on creatures did you does lighter that mean you had to play stuff like shock i did play shock but shock you play i played over fire uh fire bolts or blast fire the bolts. one with flashback yeah the one with flashback yeah oh, that's fireball right? firebolt so yeah. i i chose shock over firebolt and i played them both and tested them both but uh i wanted cards in the graveyard for grim lava mancer who was just a house uh when he's doing his thing you know what that is kind of true with that deck there are elements of it like grim lava mancer is your best creature no question yeah absolutely with fire blast you're putting two mountains in the graveyard and hitting them for four fire so right exactly that's great but the instant speed of shock over fire bolts sorcery speed uh led me to put that in this time and I don't know. I was boarding shock out a lot. So tell your story. Uh, there was one round I sat next to you. I forget who you were playing. Uh, where you like double fire blasted somebody or something and blew them away. Oh like, yeah. What was I that think, all about? Well, I I think it was thirteen damage in one turn. Yeah. Which is. Did they have you dead on board or something though? Or. Uh, it was it was a slugfest, but he didn't have anything to disrupt that kind of burn to the noggin. So. Uh, I think it was a bunch of uh, God damn it. the spell that hurts you if you have non-basic lands. Yeah, I went hard on price of progress. Yeah, don't worry. Hey, we got you. All right, well, we're I appreciate all there. it. Hey, hey, none of us played the deck. Hey, three of us know your deck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, so anyway, <laughs> uh, I was I Jeez, went hard uh, on those. I played four in the main. So there's a lightning bolts. What is the value of that? Because I know there's not that there aren't non-basics in middle school, but it seems like. I don't know. Well, I feel a lot f- more basic. In the first two rounds, I played against Standstill, so it didn't feel so hot in that matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then later on, it's great. I was it's playing three-color. Play a bunch of bandwidths. I Yeah, well, uh, Vishino Heretic was was the nut against Standstill. And, you know, they would they, someone played a Standstill into my Heretic. I'm like, okay, great, no problem. I'm like, definitely. And uh, remind me what that card does. You, you, it's a... I think it's a three drop, pay two to activate it, and it destroys target artifact and deals damage equal to its CMC to the opponent. So oh, it's like a reusable detonate. It's like a detonate yeah, it's on a, a shatter on a, on a guy, right? So That's, yeah, detonate on a guy exactly. So that was a a house again in that deck. But I, I like the sideboard choices. It's a fun deck, but you know it wasn't nearly the most interesting thing in the room. Not even close. No, no. Now we are. Of course, talking about your mono black, endless cockroaches. Your one most creative, right? Yeah. What was the prize for that again? Uh, actually, it was firm handshake. And yeah, I got a firm hand job. So, so you know, Jaco has this like piles. I I don't. I wish I knew. Shout out to the guy who brought it because I don't know him personally. I didn't recognize him. But Jaco has a stack of staples that you know everybody signs. And this guy was like, I want to contribute to the pile. And he threw an Entomb in the pile. And Jake was like, that's actually kind of a value card. Yeah. Like, the rest of the cards in here are kind of like, you know, staples that people will play. But it's all, like, standard fare. And the guy was just like, no, I brought it for the event. 
So that was what so Jacobs would go to most creative and and that's yeah, and that's a great choice as opposed to like first in the Swiss, right? Because mm -hmm. you it's like you throw in something that's actually worth something, and it kind of changes the vibe. Whereas yeah. with that, it's like the person who made the creative choice before the tournament mm -hmm. gets rewarded despite mm -hmm. yeah. what happens for the. How did I not even get like in the running for most creative playing? Well, it's like it's, dude, it's like me in old school. It's like everything I bring is like a fucking stone cold heater, and then everyone's like, "Well, we can't give it to Carter again." Seventy five bullets. I never want to get. I never, I never want to get um, seventy five bullets in the chamber. I, I couldn't even tell you uh, where the criteria is determined because I was flattered. Like I, I like my deck, but like uh, I remember the first one that I went to, the or rather the last uh, Marauders. Um, I brought Browse Digger, and I was so pumped on that deck because I thought it was a really cool engine. Yeah, and I mean, sure. I didn't invent it, but I was like, no one's going to see this coming. It's like Ice Age Block tech. Yeah. Like the only cards in it that weren't Ice Age Block w was like, like a desertion in the sideboard. So, <laughs> like, so Br Browse is is that blue enchantment? Yeah. So Browse is two and two blue. Yeah. It's an enchantment you can activate for two and two blue. Uh, look at the top five. Put one in your hand. Exile the rest. Okay. And then Soul Devi Digger costs two. You pay two to activate it. It puts the top part of your graveyard on the bottom of your library. So you just eat your whole deck, and then you only cycle around staples like Counterspell, Swords, Disenchant, whatever you need. Oh, sure. And you can never be decked. Exactly. While you're either decking them by countering everything they play, or Kelder and Outpost beat down, yeah, yeah, or yeah, just yeah. disenchanting problems, or whatever. Yeah. So that deck, I, I mean, like I said, I didn't invent it, but there was nothing like it. I thought it was really standout. And the guy who did win most creative, which I do like his deck, I'm not dogging him for it, but it was like a food chain deck, which was just sort of like elves, ramp. And it was a cool deck, and I was like, that's cool. And it was like instantly, I was like, that's most creative. And I was like, all right. So this time I was like, I'll bring stacks, endless cockroaches. It's something I've been working on, see how it goes. And then on that day, when it was like, and who's, who brought most creative? And I was kind of thinking in my head for a sec. I was like, who did I go up against today that I thought was pretty unique? And it was just like, stacks, stacks, stacks. And I was like, oh. Really? Like, no. I was playing some Smokestack and Endless Cockroaches, but I guess you don't, there aren't a lot of Portal cards you see. Yeah. So Yeah, in fact, Portal is one of the sets that is unique to our take on pre-modern, middle school. I believe the, I believe the Portal sets are, are not used there, but they are here. So it's an example of a deck that's unique to the middle school format, which is awesome. And, and I could say I, I don't understand, because I like playing the deck, but I do know that it is a gruesome experience so I was also kind of surprised that like like anybody would even want to like acknowledge it or talk about it you know like just like let it go away <laughs> well, our games were awesome yeah no they're, they're, I mean I think it's a fun deck like I like because it, it was but, a race could I generate yeah. enough dudes and enough shit to sacrifice to braids mm -hmm. and to get around his damn tangle wires and yeah. just keep going wider and wider with the slivers and eventually mm -hmm. I got there see yeah. that's why the first I feel like the first iteration I did and of course Necro should have stayed in I took Necro yeah, out yeah. but that's because it's three black and I did run four wasteland four port which I was that was non-negotiable the ports weren't very good but were they? not they, against they you no they weren't against there you. were games though like so that really obviously helps in more like straight up control matches yeah. um the ports I do like a lot. What I what I did end up turning Necro, and I had Necro in Ivory Tower. Ivory Tower having diminishing returns without Necro, because usually my hand was kind of just empty with like 
playing, you know, the pressure of totally, the board. It's part of your game What's cool yeah. is you can sack the Necro to Braids, right? Once sure. you get paid. No, not Braids, but Smokestack. Or excuse me, Smokestack. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So once you've been paid on the Necro, then you can just go back. And get your Braids back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad, I would definitely probably work it back in. One of my earlier iterations was with Necro, but this one I wanted to try out. One of my favorite combos, and I think this is what probably helped me qualify as more creative than just like a traditional black um, stacks list was running that Null Brooch and Snaring Bridge combo. Yeah. Because that saved my ass yeah. a lot. Like, Boy, with, those are cool cards. Yeah, yeah, the whole, one, when that would hit, and you have the whole board locked up, and you're like, if you cast anything to endanger the lockup, I can counter it, and any creatures you commit to the board are either going to get pitched or yeah. can't attack, so. Oh, yeah, there was, I had like a couple of burly slivers because I had muscle sliver out, so it was pumping my dudes up, and they got mm-hmm. trapped by his Snaring Bridge. That's and I think I ended up vindicating yeah. it. I blew it up somehow. Yeah, yeah no, you vindicated it. No, you vindicated the oh, tell plague. Oh, yeah, tell plague. that story. In game two, I was like, game one was, I feel like, a lot closer. Game two is like, well, handle, handily defeated. Yeah, I, I kept a double vindicate opening set. <laughs> yeah, and I remember like, it was like turn one, I couldn't tell you. Um, I, I, I do main deck uh, for action furnace uh, in that list. I do, I like it. I, I think that main deck cantrip and graveyard like interaction is, is good um yeah you could um something you could also experiment with uh in that slot would be um chromatic sphere too um might help you might help you fix your mana with uh if, oh, if, that's if you want true, if I you guess. want if to I go need the, the in the necro direction that, you, yeah. could, you could cut or the furnaces for play initiates from. right Initiates <laughs> from sick ass one. Yeah. yeah, I wish. No, um, I, I did. Did they ever get reprinted? They're in like fifth edition, I think. Oh, they are. Sweet. Yeah, I think so. Okay, oh, was not lost. Uh, that being said, though, uh, bridge is great, but I feel like bridge and necro are also going to be at odds with each other. But That's I'm true. very happy with what bridge is doing for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but then, okay. So what we did though in our in our match was, you know, I do my one, he does his one, my two, and I kept it because. My grip was okay, but I did have uh, engineered plagues in my opener, so I was like, "Feels good." Oh yeah, <laughs> and I commit engineered plagues. He's playing this yeah. deck called Slivers. Pass, and then and you know, um, just I'm feeling I'm feeling like I can draw into some good pressure, and he's out of this game, and just all right, uh, draw, uh, vindicate, pass, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> embarrassing. Boom, and then two dudes the next turn, and we were off to the yeah, races. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Once you get the mu- yeah. Once you get the muscle sliver down, to- it's it's funny with uh, with that card, engineered plague. It's like one like buys you time, oh, and yeah. two ends the game. But like one, it's like it's it's not a hoser by itself. Mm-hmm. Even against no, health, even against goblins, it's a big it's, problem. It's, it's it's definitely a problem. But you have to back something like that up with something with proactive. Yeah. Something, yeah. Or, yeah. or yeah, on the opposite side, they they need a lord to. to they need that muscle sliver, or it's going to be tricky. Right. But um, yeah, I don't know. You or plated just... sliver, you'd run that. But too. yeah, you yeah, I do run plated sliver. Yeah. Usually, so that's your goblins deck, really. Yeah, that's goblins, in the goblins, elves, elves yeah. soldiers, whatever. Honestly, yeah, for the decree of justice play, yeah, it's insane against enchantress too because it hits the zero one hexproof enchantress right. or it nails squirrels. Yeah. So any any deck that's yeah. using the squirrel um, combo, which is like um, squirrel nest plus yeah, get enchantress uh, for that enchantment. <laughs> yeah, that's gnarly. Yeah, it's cool. It's nice to have like a permanent to play proactively that makes it so that you aren't uh, you aren't dead to that. But yeah, congrats to you. Yeah, well, I'm winning the most creative. Pretty, yeah, um, I, I'm always, 
I like that. I like the, the rewarding of the most creative decks. I feel like that encourages, if not everybody just playing the most viable or threatening list. Otherwise it'd be a bunch of blue-white. I mean, more, more than likely, yeah. I feel like when I when I tell people about middle school, because I'm, I'm you know amped about it, I started it just as much as I was excited about old school. I think these yeah. formats really play on that old, like, these antiquated cards that are a little outclassed or decks that aren't, you know, they're not in the front of the fold like they used to be, but now you get to, like, pull them back out or, yeah. you know, and I, I, I like that, so... I feel like people just automatically when they hear the format, like, well, then how come this isn't the best deck? And it's like, you should come play with us. Let's find out. You know, That's like, I, I like, I like that. I feel like, like well, everybody. We had no oath, and only I think one land still, or one or zero, two land stills. That's yeah. always been the most popular best deck that's yeah. that's shown up is is Landstone. The basic bitch deck. And Carter, did you happen to hear <laughs> Speaking of basic yeah. bitch. Well, <laughs> Carter, Dude, speaking what? of Wait, what? That was a pro quality. Get ready for this. All right. Are are, are you uh, cognizant of what deck won that event? Um the oh the the last event? Yeah. It was um, what other fucking event? It was, it was uh, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. It was it was the Rock, right? The Rock. That's with my yeah. River Boa. Yeah. Yes. River Boa. River Boa is spicy. That, is a, that one speaks to me very heartily because I played River Boa like in when I was in middle school or maybe freshman year. <laughs> one in a green, two one oh, Island Walk. Pay green to boss. regenerate it, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, one, right? it's a great two one one drop. Sure. Yeah, I think that's a sweet take on the archetype. Playing something, playing threats that are lower to the ground. I find that my rock deck is just packed with like four and five drops, which can tend to be a huge liability against uh, Armageddon decks. Right. Uh, like land tax, Sylvan, Armageddon. Like I, I remember playing against that package, and I just felt completely. Wait a minute, who won? As the rock. Oh, uh, it was, uh, Andy. Yeah, yeah, he was playing the rock. Yeah, Andy. the bug rock. Yeah. Um, so I think I think. Um, Making your threats a little bit bug. cheaper. Was it bug? Was it junk? Just a straight black no, green. I think it was just black oh, it was just green. black green. Yeah, pretty, pretty sure. But yeah, That's sick. Um, lowering lowering those threats, and yeah, that definitely insulates you um, against uh, blue white decks if you expect them to show up. I'm I, I might well, uh, jack his technology. And what <laughs> what is the pro blue uh, really helpful for in that matchup? Is it is it pro blue or island walk? Island walk. Oh, my So a lot of the times I mean, blue the right, standstill yeah, deck is relying sure. on those on those um, mistress factories yeah. to to um, stop blockers cool. and kind of act as a yeah. Moat. It's a great yeah. it's a great little little guy, pretty little sneaky little snake. It is. It's good. And obviously, pernicious deed is a completely absurd magic card. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. He, he, <laughs> he crushed me with it. Andy and I played. I think in round five to sort of. Flesh out who was gonna take the cake it's on this really one. It's a really close man. And yeah, we were, like the games ended within like one or two life of each other. Yeah, they're, ve they're ve very very close. It's a super cool matchup. Yep. Same with same with the Rock against uh, Blue White. It's a it's a good place to be because I would keep all four of my deeds in against Standstill. Oh, because yeah. it insulates you against future Standstills. Yeah, and and blows up manlands for for zero. I found mm -hmm. I found uh, deeds still be awesome. I will say yes on that. Well, sort of deed related, but in in black stacks, I was running powder keg, and I thought that oh, might cool. have been overkill to be running that four of main deck. Maybe four is a bit much, but that manland just leaving it at zero. It's like yeah, do it. There like, was a dude. Uh, yeah. I think his name was Rob. That was playing a very manlands heavy deck. It had the red ones. He had the uh, green ones, maybe blue. I, I can't remember if he was playing Jess Guy or whatever. And he had the, you know, horse factories. Mm -hmm. He had like 10 or 12 man lands. He, he was awarded 
second most creative. Is that, was that second? That does, yeah. I mean, like, that That's a funny ass deck. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was a swarm of dudes. Yeah, like, between those two, we had some creativity in the room, but everything else was kind of. In uh, slivers, I don't think that really qualifies because we've seen you do the slivers for how many how many events now. I think that's old hat. That's the problem about playing a, a spicy deck. It's like know. people get people are like, oh whatever, and it's still an insane deck. I know, you I know. People, people, people get inoculated. people get uh, that's dude. I, I, now you know what it feels like to be uh, the brewmaster of old. It's just Whoa. like no genius is never appreciated <laughs> in its time. It's right? so true. People are gonna look back <laughs> on oh, everything that, that I've been dude doing, was sick. and it'd be like, oh god. If only we knew what how we good, had how we good had we had it. I wouldn't have played so many fucking serendipitous against them. People need to fucking appreciate our presence. <laughs> but it is kind of cool. It's kind of speaking to the whole like rewarding creativity. Like the the idea, I think, is in a tournament, everybody kind of gets to where they're supposed to be. Yeah. You know, and like by the time you're three and three, you're playing against people who are yeah, who yeah. are. Who brought By a round deck three, of a similar power? With your cohorts. and so it does. It, it, it hopefully kind of evens out so that when you bring these gnarly decks, you get these awesome games at the bottom tables with yeah. people, and that's what you get to take with you. But not just that. Like we don't want people who do that to get kind of lost in yeah. the louder voices yeah, of all these Trump's people who love. are right, who are celebrating their their Swiss finish. Let's uh, segue that then. Uh, speaking of sorting and good games at the bottom tables and gnarly stuff, let's segue that to old school ball three. Ooh. Yeah, totally. So yeah, a big, a big, um, big point in getting the podcast together was just to get everybody amped up for the old school players ball, the premier old school event of the year. Planet Earth. In pretty much, actually, yeah, it's it's the best old school event in the world. It's uh. It's in our beautiful city of Chicago at the Revolution Tap Room on Kedzie Avenue. Uh, and we are, as of this moment, we're in the month. Less days. than a month out from, from the very event itself. We got people coming into town starting as early as that Thursday, staying Holy for shit. pretty much the whole for the whole weekend and making it um, making it a real event. It's like the guy in the juggalo, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But with more meth. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Definitely not dissimilar in philosophy where (laughs) nobody wants to have anything to do with them except the people who are there for it. Uh, you're gonna wear face paint. I'm down to clown. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm down to clown. I call it war paint, but war paint art. Bob, can you talk a little bit about the process of uh, getting a hold of Drew Tucker to get that playmat commission? Yeah, uh, it's rather anticlimactic. I emailed him through his website. But uh, oh, wow, you know, wow. Really showed him the razzle okay, dazzle well, for the podcast. Let me, let me elaborate. Let me elaborate. In that, and then we, it took it took some some back and forth to discuss what also several what the, yes it took it took four or five emails to sort of talk through the what the piece and for those of you that haven't seen it check it out it's it's Chicago in a bottle it's a take on the classic Arabian Nights uh, work with the Chicago skyline in it. We're going to be selling playmats as soon as possible, as soon as Jayco gets his shit together. Uh, <laughs> Are they only going to be distributed at the at the event? The or? first run at yeah, if there's if there's further interest and we sell what we what we've uh, locked in already, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out, but right now we're just going to do it for pickup. We've ordered uh, a little less than spots we have for the tournament and everything, but Okay, cool. Uh, so it's an original piece I think it's like 10 by 14 or something, 11 by 14, and it's watercolor, yeah, yeah. and it's beautiful. Do you 
Are you the owner of the of the piece? I'm the new daddy of the artwork. You're the so, baby daddy. But, but I have, you know, gifted its likeness to the tournament in that uh, we've we've purchased playmats at cost, at bulk pricing, and once we cover that cost, all proceeds, 100% of the of the profit will go towards our charity, which is Paws Chicago, awesome. which takes care of uh, cats and dogs and all. gators. Yeah, occasionally and a gator. The, and, and a gator. And, <laughs> and the gator. The singular gator. The gator. Who's been relocated? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's really that's exciting. Funny. Drew was great to work with. Uh, really communicative. He took two months to create the piece, and we talked about you know, framing and he sent sketches and it was great working with him. I love uh, the feedback that it's received uh, since since it was shared and everybody's excited. I think Drew Tucker was a great uh, old school magic artist to yeah. bring into He's this fold. Cool yeah, with He's yeah. my favorite. I think you and me are, are a lot yeah. where he's he's the number Far, one. even even like I wouldn't say like lesser pieces, but less Pieces that don't make a whole lot of sense, like, still blow my mind. And I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, where there's kind of messy. Yeah. Some are very explicit, but some are very, like, washed and, and it's still Emotional. just like, yeah, it, it captures like a movement or like, yeah. it's. Do you have a favorite off the cuff? Off the cuff, like, I'm, like when I was a kid, so the one that always sticks in my mind when I think of him, and I know he has better work than that, but like Neckrite, because the other Neckrite arts I saw first, because mm. I started playing Magic, you know, Fallen Empires, I was just, and the, all the various arts, I'd be like, wait, these are the same card, but they have different art, like, it it made me love the game, I didn't even know how to play you know, it. No, that yeah. represents like a true investment in the actual art behind it. Yeah, behind and they were all the commons, it wasn't even like the rares have yeah. chased cards. It was for everyone, yeah. It was commons had different art, it felt so bizarre, Yeah, but... I remember one neck right where the guy's like licking the blade, yeah. and I was like, "That's nuts!" Yeah, like, and I remember like looking at it, but then I saw the other Benson. one. Sorry, was that a Melissa Benson one? The dude licking the knife. No, I think that was that wasn't Spencer, was it? That wasn't Spencer. It wasn't Spencer. I can't. But point being is like, I remember this is when I got really into the really into the art of the game. I think more than anything is when I saw Drew Tucker's, and it's. It's so like it was like perplexing. Ron, you know what I mean? Ron I was, Spencer is the Oh it was, yeah. So I was like staring into it just like what am I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See I like that too. Yeah, oh I loved right. his order of order the Evan Hand too. Oh yeah, that one's anyway, I don't know. I look Fallen Empires, we could just do a whole episode of Fallen Empires. Ooh, that'd be that's great. A good idea. But that being said, um when I saw it, I couldn't even understand what was happening in it, but I didn't dislike it for that. It wasn't just like whatever. Like I was like the stasis art for that reason. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're just staring at it forever. Like most cards are pretty much like, well, this is a dude and a sword. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. You know, like I don't know. Yeah, leaves room for the imagination. Mysterious. Yeah, it's like which yeah. is a definite. It's like a uh, when I was of that age and just like flipping through D and D manuals, mm -hmm. for example, just like looking at the art and just be like, you know. Oh, uh, just getting ideas for a campaign for Blue Buddies, but just being mesmerized by the art and where that takes your imagination. Totally. My, mine, off the cuff, Repentant Blacksmith. Ooh, that yeah. Was nice. Excellent choice. That's a good one. Ooh, that's such a good one. That, like, plume of flame. I'd have to go get one a free. That's more of a modern one. I didn't have those when I was a Incredible. kid. Incredible. Neither did I. Yeah. Cool card, fun to play, mm -hmm. don't see it a lot, badass art. It's like, what's happening? It's like this gray statue, golem looking woman mm -hmm. thing. He's yeah. just like hunched over, you know. So yeah, Drew Drew Tucker is definitely the the one who who like painted the the banner, you know, for old school players ball 
three. He's the, you know, he's like our yeah. our patron saint for the that's event. Right. I couldn't be prouder to be a lord, so I gotta thank Bob on that <laughs> yeah. one. Beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. But anyway, getting down to the nuts and bolts of the event, we're all attending. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Um, so what do you guys think about playing? Are you gonna make the decision off the off the cuff? Well, I've played prison two years in a row, and you know, <laughs> not I'm, a lot of time to check. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time to. Well, no, I'm not. Yeah, but I, I'm not there to socialize exactly. But but everyone should. Oh, it, yeah. In case you see Bob, he's not there to socialize. Uh, yeah. I'm don't, there, don't I'm the there to play. <laughs> I'm there to never void your ass. But uh, I, I think I gotta play prison again because I I love the vibe at the bottom tables. And well, speaking of never void, let's get Jeremy Meal to do the next uh, mat, right? I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. He's got sick art too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, <laughs> politics is. Yeah, that's funny. I was like, I mean, the politics is already radioactive. I'm not like I'm not like I wouldn't play a Harold McNeil card. No, no, no. I almost exclusively like Relic Barrier. Like, talk about that guy gets a. His cards go in. That his was... cards are. I mean, the art for his cards are oh. amazing. Sylvan Library. Sylvan Library. Right? Nether Void. Nether Void. Absolutely. Darkness. Thoughts. But you heard it first from Bob. <laughs> oh, I'm, so. I'm, I'm playing prison. Yeah. I'm playing prison. I don't know what yet. I'm sure it's going to be just huge. Hey, if you need Stasi. Oh, I got him. I I don't. Do you own I, any? I wish I didn't. And <laughs> that and that's like just, baby's first prison deck, Carter. So I'm not gonna go nah, it takes it gonna, takes brass I'm balls. Just, <laughs> well, and, and a lot of patience, but yeah. Uh, what so about you all? Um, I've got a few stews in mind. Uh, the revenge of Big Red would be fun to play. I've been Gauntlet of Might is just the most baller card. It's sick. Yeah. Probably That's the most a card. correct card ever printed. It it truly is. It's just right. It <laughs> is right. And it just does. I don't know. I Gauntlet of Might is one of those cards. Well, isn't Greg Crater already going to be there? So like that niche is already filled. That's true. He does. He does the mono red. Yeah. <laughs> Handled. Yeah. He does the mono. Uh, he, he likes the Shaven Dragon. I thought about horsing around a little bit with uh, mono brown Urzatron. I've actually been playing that the last few weeks. And that's a lot of fun. I have a feeling I'm probably just going to burn out on it by the time the ball gets here. I've been playing it for like a month already. Mm. Um, or some kind of Arabian aggro deck. Um, you know, City in a Bottle Be Damned. Something with like Jisms and Ernie's and just a bunch of ball. Just a, chan a chance to play the. Well, no, just a chance to play the sweetest yeah. card. So you have Jisms, play Jisms. Yeah. Sometimes you, die to your upkeep trigger, but usually do it with style. If you have them, if you have them playing. Bug uh, yeah. Bug out. Yeah. Yeah, the bug deck, so four Jism, four City of Brass, four Urnum Jin, four Serendip of Free, taking a lot of damage. No biggie. Yeah. Four spirit link. Yeah. Four colors. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> splash boy. Well, I mean, I guess. I guess well, I think City he played. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I think he played Birds of Paradise in that deck anyway, right? That's juicy. I don't know about man. That's a terrible deck. Uh, <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've got a few different creature-based things that I'm brewing around on. Nothing decided yet, but. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm for sure playing the deck that I've dubbed the slot machine, which is like a Powerball. Or like a like a the thing we played the other night. Yeah, like a, a mirror universe, Sylvan power artifact, four Sage Latinam deck that I've just been playing for for ages and ages. And it seems like a it seems like a good opportunity for it. Jam those Latinams. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been I've been I've been kind of playing like the same couple decks a bunch, and that's been a rewarding experience. I've slowed down on buying. 
you know? And yeah, I think same. I and I think I kind of stopped and you I just said, appreciate what you have. I do. I like I looked at my collection. I was like, you know, what? I'm I'm really happy with what I have. There's definitely things that I want, but um, I don't know. I I, I I look at the stuff that I got and I'm like, all right, I've got probably four to five pretty sweet decks, and I can and I can tweak and I can make variations and I can pick up kind of cheaper stuff. You can borrow, and and you can and you can always borrow. That's yeah. absolutely true. And that's kind of the awesome part about being in a community like this is that, you know, if you if you have a wacky idea that you want to try out at a tournament, um, and I think that's the case with a lot of people's communities. Yeah, People got, are very generous. They, yeah. will, they will lend you their cards we if you want to go for it. Uh, but just in regards to what I've been, what I've been playing most recently, it's, uh, it's that one deck that I've fallen in love with. Yeah. We were playing, so uh, I'll fun. tell a quick story here, but Carter and I and Picard were playing the other night at Crown Monday night. Played for about, I, I went over for about an hour. I'm playing as Picard. He was playing red-green aggro, and I was playing my shop stick. And Carter was, like, sitting next to me and kind of just leaning in. And he would just kind of get really close to me and <laughs> lean right into my ear. <laughs> and I'd have, like, an icy manipulator in my hand and say, yeah, what do you think about playing icy right now? <laughs> I'm ready for the team tournament, dude. I don't know what to say. Like, so he's like, he's I'm like, ready. I've got like the wireless headset, Bluetooth headset in my ear. He's like, I'm like getting tips straight from the master and brain here. And I'm just here. beaming him down from the ivory tower. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll play the icy. Just like, I want to hold off on that one and play that next turn. <laughs> you know who really hates it when I do that is Picard. He's always like, you know what? Typical. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. But uh, yeah, so I got some free advice there. Oh well. Well, that means we got to be teammates. Come to come yeah. To, there's come a to team there's a pending, when it comes up. We got to get that thing scheduled, man. Yeah. I've been itching to do another team event. But anyway, to to complete the circle, oh, you yeah. are going to play Mana Vaults and Basic Mountains. So more and... more than likely, uh, I will say that my, my my Next run time. my run with my run with old school has has always kind of been galvanized by that deck, and I've tried other decks, and I feel like I have the most fun. Like when I recently acquired a Ring of Maroof, I mean recently, like within oh. a few months ago, but I played it when we were in Jackson. Somehow I only had one, and somehow that card, when I did rip it, I didn't win, and it felt so good that I resolved it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's you got so to use it. I did, yeah. Like I got to grab a sideboard answer and just jam it, and they were just like, my hat's off to you. And I was just so like, <laughs> yeah. Like you have to use yeah, it. like I was like, is that? Uh, okay. Swing, like, swing with lethal in the air? Yeah, right. Like, okay, you played a five-mana artifact that you can't use till next turn, even if you wanted to. Uh, um, it's so rancid how it you have to activate it um, and skip before a draw. you draw. Yeah. It doesn't even get the card for you. You have to replace the draw with it. And it's the activability only lasts until end of turn. Yep. So it's not like you can even bank the mana, untap, draw with all uh, your mana. You know? It's uh <laughs> or it's time. Before it's time, it was just grab any card. Yeah. You know. I'll say uh Imagine if like let's say we were playing at like one of our houses. Oh yeah. Like, you're right back. And you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go back <laughs> in my room and look through the boxes and the in the binders. I'm just gonna grab any card I want, put yeah. it in the gonna find that magic bullet to dancing scimitar. Completely yeah. murder. That's what it was intended to be though. Yeah. Um and it's you know, it is so the 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 deck in and of itself has evolved because I look. I don't have any power, and I know we were just a second ago discussing um, borrowing cards. But I really, I got maybe stubborn with it. I just like playing the cards that I own. 
Like I like being like, this is my, this is my. Style. I feel the same way because I don't want to show up to the sense. event. Yeah. This is such a dumb concern, and it was like, oh, they didn't make it, and you're like, oh no, I was planning on borrowing. You know, like my my deck yeah. suddenly isn't complete. I like to be able to just show up, have the deck, jam the deck, and warts and all. And to me, part of that is like Mana Vault. To me, early on was just a card I had to get a set up because I was like, if I can't afford a Lotus, like Mana Vault's yeah. kind of close. So you're not that wrong, and it's unrestricted. So it's just like I could just run four mana vaults, and there's plenty, plenty of ways to break it. Say what? There's plenty of ways to. Break oh yeah, it. and there. Are, I mean, and that's why I love just like when you can when you can rush out a disc with it, and then just like detonate the board and not take any damage off it. No problem there. Um, I would say the only thing I'd probably be on the fence about is doing some kind of big big black deck instead, so I could run dark ritual and mana vault, and just like maybe do black red, and then I could you know th- go the fireballs and just amp. I don't know, but. Priest of Yagmoth makes a, a lot of deck. mana. That's a deck. It's right. called Trick. What? You play like Underworld Dreams and oh, Wheel of Fortune. And yeah. That works. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, the other, the, the real heartbreaking moment, and I think this, because this conversation was had at uh, middle school was, and I think, I think Mossy really want to brought it to me, but Kudzu yeah. is a May. Yeah. And this breaks my heart because the old text it's just it just moves it has to yeah and the current oracle text because i never thought to look at it because with old school when i just keep reading the cards as are like why would it why would they ever update that card no one oh, plays shit. it at that all was recently done too right i don't know so I, don't, can, I just can I you, know. wait can you explain to me exactly so kutu's like og wording that is yeah. that it it enchants a land when the enchanted land is tapped for mana destroy that land the land's destroyed the uh controller of that land moves Kudzu, if there's another land in play, to another land. So naturally, your opponent will put on yours, on And your you'll land. tap one of yours for something, give it back, yeah. and it'll just sort of decay the board. It's, it's kind of like a smoke stack. For yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very unique like effect in old school. There's nothing like it, and it really... I mean, I guess the closest thing I think would be like almost like Mana Vortex to some extent. Yeah, but actually, anyway, yeah. actually yeah, but, that's, a, that's a very apt. But it was a really space. interesting card. But then the Oracle text is now instead, when Enchanted Land becomes tapped, destroy it. Then its controller may attach it to a land of their choice. Yeah. Otherwise, it just gets shrugged off. So it's just a four-mana wasteland. Or it's, a, it's a three-mana oh, wasteland, so but it has to get tapped. Like, Ice Storm is still strictly better, other than not being an enchantment, <laughs> I guess. Oh, so your opponent would just let their land be tapped, or, or let the land be destroyed, and then could do... It's just blight, it's yeah. Hard. It's a worse blight. Oh, so they, they don't get the choice. They always get it, to choose. Yeah, it, it used to be like basically like when you lost a land to it, then you moved it. If there was another land play, you moved it. Now it's just, yeah, you, you might, you could. Well, they can move to your land. And so they this could, is, but like, they, if they don't want Kudzu to stay in play, like if they see that there's no parity there, see, yeah. they can just say, no, fuck it. And I wasted a turn. Yeah, like, I, I, where I could have just ice storm the land and they could, didn't get to tap it for mana. Yeah. In this case, they get the mana and they get to, like, you know. So, I mean, if I do a really dedicated... I mean, I don't... Honestly, I don't hate the card. Like, I might still try to do something. I might still try to force it because I love the art. Another example where I just love the art of the card. Yeah. Like, I love the feeling. So, I mean, if I still do, like, a mono green, like, ice storm and winter... Winter... Blah. winter I was going to say winter's grass. But like, that is not the format. Um, but, like, ice storm, kudzu. But then at that point, I'm like, why am I not just playing white for, like, Armageddon? Why am I blowing up lands individually? Like, right. that I do always... it with style, man. I mean, okay. That, that's that's why. arguable. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. 
So, you know, maybe we'll get some like... It just sucks because that's a cool old card that was errated to be even worse. Like a bad... But, and it was never right. So that's so recent meddling? Well, it's... it's recent tick. It's most recent ruling is 2008. I don't know if that... Recent enough that really, I, you know, uh, okay. Is reflective of it's, the... Or we all have just kind of discovered like, oh, yeah, well, that's what the rule actually is. Old school is somewhat separated from Oracle text unless there's... A dispute about how a card works, and then you. Right, let me look it up. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Let it go. The card. I mean, it's the same with Ring and Roof, right? Like, if somebody, if your opponent was cool with you getting any card, bring a shoebox. I mean, I would. Yeah. Because I play with that card, yeah. so I would let my opponent yeah, wish for true. anything. I would say if, if I can't fine. come up with something Baller. like satisfying and, and spicy along the line, and frankly, I feel like it's the ball, right? What does Lady Orca do? I was about <laughs> yeah. to bring that up. Moss is like, yeah, I'd be cool with you wishing for anything. And then I play this like cool altered card against it. I'm like, oh, oh look, good. it's got this like weird text like oh, drawn in. Yeah. Can, can I put this other legend into play if I have this one? You're like, no. Nah, dude, I'm busy. Like, nah, dude, I'm just gonna strip mine you. I'm what you guys are saying about like uh, getting new cards. Get strip novice. I'm what you guys are saying about getting new cards, though. I feel like, yeah, like I, I really do like where what I've been playing with, like big X spells and things like that. Here's so, the question. totally. What's the last card, old school magic card you bought, and when was it roughly? Oof. Well, I lucked out on Ring of Maruf. That was like given to me. And it was weird. It okay, was, you acquired that. Yeah, card. that was given to me just as like a a friend of mine had acquired a collection through his friend. And then he, he to him, he kept what he wanted. And then he was like, this is valuable, I know, but I'll never play it. And it's a hard card to kind of move. Like, you know, you're not just going to like, yeah, hey, you want Ring of Maruf? So to him, he's like, this probably has like infinitely more value to you. And I was like, bet your ass it does like i want that you know so like that's kind of how i obtained this like because yeah. it's sort of an obscure obscure arabian knights card um sick so Honestly, yeah amazing it's crazy that you bring that up because i think the last card that i bought was a ring of maruf off of raja it got it got to get it you know you gotta have it i bought i bought, I bought it off of that's it through you the, know what through if, the if, Discord, if, I saw if the moxin our power ring of maruf should ago. be power 10 i think there you go i mean let's time vault time what no yeah yeah time vault time vault's wet ring of maruf i mean because what i love about that card is like uh, since I came up playing Dungeons and Dragons, I really like magic cards that are like magic items. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like yes. old school D&D items with a name and the ring of Maruf. Yes. Feels like something you'd find in Dungeons and Dragons in Canada. Yeah, you'd find it in the chest or and so on some, the wizard's hand or Right, something. and right, and that's the thing. It's like some of these cards, it's like you just got to put them in the deck. So so the, so the, the slot machine deck that I was talking about, I play a copy of Ring of Maruf because it's awesome with Sage Man. Mm -hmm. You can... Put the power um, power artifact on the salt monolith. You immediately get infinite mana, and if you have a sage in play, uh, you can transmute for the ring. Use the ring to wish for the fireball via your sage, mm -hmm. or just play the ring straight up. So it's like it's multiple copies of fireball that you can find with colorless mana or blue mana or trans or, or like via trans. Can dig that, yeah. So it's like instead of more copies of the fireball that you have to jam in there, it just allows your it allows your tutors to tutor for um, the combo and the win conditions simultaneously. 
But then sometimes you mulligan to five yeah. <laughs> and you draw you know, ring of rune. Yeah. That's a good I remember the last time I dropped I put money down on on, on old school. They were all around the same time and I forget which one I got first. But I would say is when I couldn't have been when I got showers on because at that same time I also in one purchase I bought a lich and a mirror universe at that point thank you at that point being like I gotta have these like yeah. I literally have to have one of each of these at least in my collection before they get absurd and I kind of like I I mean this was long enough ago because my decks were so solid at that point that I got the showers on for 50 nice. I got the lich for 25 and I got the mirror universe for 40. God damn. Yeah. It was like, it was, it was at like a hobby shop. Again, I raid those places. Like whenever you find it where there's like, I got old cards and you're like, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. You're a real deal hunter. I Dude, feel, I feel like, that's like, I feel like you found some. Until recently, I've got, I've got stories. Like, cause, cause when I was in, in Michigan, uh, in Battle Creek in Michigan, there are these stores. I used to, I, I used to frequent them until I feel like, like one of them is called discount hobby. And that one I used to go to ever since I was a kid. That's probably where I got my first packs of phone empires and stuff, honestly. And the guy who runs it, it's not a magic store formally. It's all comic books and sports cards. Sure. But he has a magic card like box, and it's one of those commons are 10 cents. And then when a new scry would come out, he would just like rip the sheets of the scry and just kind of go off of that. So he wouldn't even bother to price things. It would just be what it was when it came out. So that's how I got, you know, just dumb deals like. Uh, I remember I spent like five seventy five, five dollars and seventy five cents to be explicit. Right on uh, Lions Eye Diamond. We're talking about old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Lions Eye Diamond and dumb what stuff like that. Because I would be like, oh yeah, I guess I'll I'll take that. That's whatever. I guess you can have my six dollars. <laughs> um, and you know, so but then just sharking me. So I mean, I felt I, I feel mad, but at the same time, like that wasn't even his, he didn't. Give You've a been shit. reading Mastering Magic cards, haven't you? Yeah, it's like so a like, section of Mastering Magic cards that talks about like ripping people off. And I did oh my it. God, I did it. I did it where I did go to this fan fair. There's a place in Kalamazoo called Fanfare. Now they've been open. I don't know when they started, but open early enough in Magic's. Like, if you were to try to go right now and take an entire Magic collection and put it into binders based on sets, good luck, right? That would be a hell of a task. But yeah, if you've been sure. doing it, every time a set comes out, you create a binder and put cards in it as yeah. the set's book. That's what they've been doing. So when I started playing old school, I remember I went back and I just raided those, like, can I see your Antiquities binder? And, you know, these are guys who yeah, are just, like, yeah, yeah. they run, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! events. So Magic, to them, is, like, a thing that they open new packs and they run F and M. They don't even they don't look yeah, at the old binders. Just doesn't matter. And I remember, yeah, pulling all these cards out, and they have the same thing. They have their sheets of scry, and they're just like, "Well, oh, you you like these old cards, huh?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you say so. <laughs> so that's kind of what bolstered like my early collection. Like a sweat rolls down your <laughs> yeah. side of your cheek, like, "Oh no, I don't really care." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. These were my father. He's a. <laughs> In rounders, Teddy KGB has the Oreo cookie that he takes apart and listens to. That's his tell. So, like, <laughs> he's like, got his, he's like ice cold, got, but he's got that tell. He's, he's, got, he's listening to that, that fucking Oreo that cookie. cookie. That's an old school 93, 94 reference. Yeah. Yeah, we're in all of it. The last yeah. old school card I bought was probably a month, six weeks ago. It was an unlimited castle. You know what castle does? What the fuck is wrong with you? Castle <laughs> is all it's, untapped creatures yes. get plus oh, zero plus two? Yes. It's for, I got it for EDH. Oh, okay. Excuse That's me. the wonderful thing about EDH. Yes. We've talked about Buy this. Buy a lot of shitty weird cards. Buy the shitty set. weird cards. What, what did it put you back? 
Like two bucks. <laughs> By the know. way, Whoa, can we just talk about how spender. unlimited is the best? It's great. You get best at what? It's the best out of all. Out of all Al- the old school Alpha sets? Beta Unlimited. Oh. Unlimited. Kind of is the most old school. Uh, the most widely circulated. I mean, it's it's got a white border. White borders never bothered me. White borders are like the shit, because those are the white borders are on the old I cars. Would, I would argue the new cars are black borders. I would argue Antiquities is probably the most old school. Why so? Just being Antiquity. Oh, because we're yeah. good. Because we're uh, Antiquities. Uh, I guess Legends, uh, I guess. Oh, literal shit. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, fine. You guys can have that one Undermine my extremely eloquent, <laughs> <laughs> unlimited argument, why don't you? Hey, Unlimited sick. Yeah. Unlimited <laughs> gave us, you know, the, the last chance to get, like... I love, like, when Revised came out and there are those cards. Like, what what is it? So, like, Sinkhole and Central. Yeah, you Blaze Glory, yeah. Oh, you're, you're talking about the ones that were reprinted? Oh, it wasn't revised, you're right. What, what What were the other, Central was, you're right. Well, there's a bunch. I mean, it was booted out for revised. Mm-hmm. I see Gauntlet of Might, Gauntlet I mean, of course, uh, obviously all the power. Word mm-hmm. of Command. Word Chaos Sword, yeah. yeah. Chaos Sword. These these sword. do prove your point. Yeah, Chaos Sword being the last one in Unlimited, that does stand a, stand a reason here. I mean, let's be honest, like an Unlimited Lotus like looks you're better than an Alpha Lotus. Yeah. It's got the white no, board. No, no, no. no we were fortunate. Yeah. Reprint Do you like the clean, crispy white borders on your unlimited, or just the gnarly, grayed out, yellowed out, blown out? I mean, I'm a fan of the most beat card playable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's like so cool. I man. normally am. I I enjoy a little white wear on a black bordered card, whereas an unlimited, a beautiful minty copy with that pristine white border and those beautiful rich colors. I will say to that totally end, right. Lightning Bolt is probably my favorite unlimited looking card. You know what I mean? It's so clean, that red pops, like blue sky, like white bolt. Like, yeah. It's, there's it's like right. The white border with the white bolt, like, I don't know. Background. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Like, aren't there, aren't like there, right, aren't there cards that are more aesthetically pleasing with a white border as opposed to a black border? Now, we all know how the black Black cards do Let's look better say. with that with that black border because you don't need that color. So word of command, I would, cards, I would also say Word of Command looks cool with a white border really because of the white eyes white. and Have the darkness. Have you darkness. ever used Word of Command? Have I? Oh yeah. Actually, you of all you of all people. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. can you tell us your? Yeah. Oh my god, it's so convoluted. <laughs> it was convoluted. <laughs> I don't. I can't remember what played. Oh no, it's a, it's a clear <laughs> win. It was, it, was at, command. it was at a ball too. It was la- it was the last ball. Oh, it was the last oh ball. God. And wow. I was I was play- so the first ball I played like a really fun like Shirazad Zoo deck, and I had to borrow some Shirazad to Jaco, and it was um it was a lot of fun. But uh, the next year I was like, I'm gonna do this. Uh, Black, white, red, disco. Literally, just so I was like, I do. I mean, for him, I ended up throwing him in there. But I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna force word of command, and I'm gonna see what happens. And my favorite fucking it's a black, thing, black card. Yes. Right. Yeah. In your it was, red, white, burn. Interestingly, deck. the red and the white were more muted. The red was lightning bolt and wheel. No change. Probably actually probably chain. I, probably I have such a boner for chain lightning. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> me. disenchant. We share that boner. <laughs> disenchant and balance was white, and that was pretty much it. And then also the centrals. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then disenchant and balance, and like that was pretty much all the white action in the deck. And actually, no, I'm an idiot preacher as well because I'm bad at magic. And um, I did. I I I uh, what did I? Oh no, the guy was tapped out. And um, 
what did I have? No, it was, ah, oh. now I'm trying to remember because there were so many steps that were the dumbest fucking thing. Um, What's the card even do? You take control of your opponent's hands, right? Yeah, turn, well, or a spell. worse, it's worse. Oh. So it's two black, you look at your opponent's hand. Then you can cast a spell from their hand using their mana. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, okay. You go. look at their hand, you cast a spell from their hand using their mana. And essentially, they're still the controller of it. Like, I mean, you can, if it has a target, you can pick the target. But if it's like a permanent, they get it. Yeah. So you're just like, you cast this thing now. So I, but it's an instant, so you can hit them on the upkeep. Okay. Right? If that makes a difference. So you can cast spells regardless if, if they're. You like force them to cast a spell and also get a pick. Well, during their main phase, you don't have yeah, priority. Yeah, because you get to, yeah, so you get to like, all right, we're going to do this, right? So I hit, a, I had, I had mountains open at this point, and my last card in hand was like a land and a, a word of command, and he was down to like five, and he was playing, oh, no. like, I know, but he had a wheel in his hand, but he wasn't playing like a lot of red. He was playing most like, it was like control, but I used his three mana to make him cast Wheel of Fortune so that we both dumped our hands and I drew two bolts from that and then I just bolted him in the nice. face with both. Oh, you forced him Yeah, I wheel. forced him to play Wheel because he didn't want to fill my hand back up so he was holding back on okay, his wheel. Okay, that's great. And that's I was just, great. Yeah. So like, you can force people to balance when it's not favorable. Sure. Like when they're holding that balance but they, like, they're like they ahead on dudes and you're like, cool, force, oh, like or word of command, let's do that now. You know, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, obviously the huge bummer with that card and sorcery speed spells is when you reach your opponent's uh, first main phase, they have priority. So you cannot word of command until they put something on the stack first. Mm -hmm. So your opponent could feasibly tap off of their mana and play that Urnum Gin and you never have the opportunity to word of command something. There, there is one flaw to word of command, it would be that. <laughs> if there was, there was one downside. So you so you have to Otherwise, do it during the, perfect. During the up yeah, or yeah, even, uh, or even the, the draw step. Just a little tip for all you future word of command players. <laughs> yeah, the, the spike is coming. Yeah, the, the buyouts the spike's are coming. Oh no. Um, okay, so um, I want to touch very, very briefly on something that we discussed in the last podcast, which was the London Mulligan. A lot of people were expressing concerns about the effect that it would have in yeah. the eternal format, where the power level of cards is so disparate. I mean, the difference between the Ancestral Recall and every other magic card I've imprinted is, you know, many degrees of, of magnitude. So I was just wondering, like, what y'all's feelings were on the rule. Has it? Have you felt like God? I've been seeing so many more ancestrals. I mean, I've played a fair bit of games. You see a lot, anyways. It's hard to tell, right? I mean, <laughs> it's like when you're so lucky. Yeah, you can't uh, really tell. So, like from a shop's perspective, because I've been playing, as I said earlier, the Mono Brown Urzatron, it does help me find. In, in that case, it helps me get a more consistent heater of a start. Because I'm, I'm fine going to five, going down to five on yeah. the pitch. So I get to see 21 cards to make sure I have a workshop. So more turn one Suchis. Yeah, yeah. Or, or yes, turn one, or like turn two Trites and shit like that. Okay. And it's so, improved consistency. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Vintage lately, and that's... So oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, give us your perspective on that. Uh, well, I think it's it's corrects a lot of issues. It helps you find, you know, a ley line 
<laughs> you know, when you need it, right? Yeah. So it, it just makes things more smooth. It's obviously a, an advantage for you, and it's, it's uh, mirrored on the other side of the table if your opponent has to mulligan as well. So it's a fair fight, but it feels, it feels helpful, it feels strong, it feels more uh, productive than the previous mulligans. I think... I think there's been incremental progress in the Mulligan rules, you know, yeah. from Paris to Vancouver to London, whatever. Next to will be Shanghai. Or <laughs> to, to the to, Jackson, to, Michigan right, Mulligan. Well, that is, I would, I would go that, Zero. Well, that's, that's like yesteryear's Mulligan situation. <laughs> that is so, old school. That right? is so funny. Old school. What about uh, Roar? What did you think about London at the last middle school? Um, thing? I didn't. Did it matter? It didn't really seem to happen a lot, so I'm not going to say much either way i'll be honest it as of as of late i haven't been able to get in as many like games of magic as i want so i'm like excited to be doing the ball to have done that yeah and just force of habit anytime i did mulligan i would just toss it back and draw six and be like it's not where we're at. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So, so like, still I, get the muscle memory. It's like when it first, well, honestly, when the, when the mulligan rule first. It's fix, though. Yeah, oh no, it is. I, I would be like, I'd keep, we'd go, and I'd be like, that's not how this works. You know what I mean? Like, once the game started. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't ever mulligan, because, like, I only draw. Heaters. Yeah, like, only, yeah, I've never had to mulligan. It's a real problem. <laughs> only a full bandolier of bullets. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that being said, I feel like when the mulligan rule was first changed, uh, back when, when the scry was added, how many games I was like, because I was playing, I feel like I was playing a lot of modern at that time too, and I would just do like the seven, send it back, shuffle, draw, and then be like, "Oh wait a minute!" Like we already started the game, and I didn't scratch. Oh, you know, and like yeah. it was like a real dumb. Like I mean, so many times where players, like your opponent, would just be very like, "Just did, did you want to scratch?" You know, giving yeah. you that like. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. There may be people at this tournament at the yeah. at the players' ball who haven't played with the mulligan rule. That's a good point. And whenever and whenever that type of situation comes up, it's important to be to be vigilant, not, you know, to catch somebody, you know, trying to angle you or whatever, but just like, hey, did you forget to put two back? I know that that happened uh, against like my playtest partners or people who I played with where as we were getting used to the rule, you know, they would draw seven and forget to put you know, however many back. Like there, there definitely is like a, still a, a period of transition there. So mm -hmm. I would, I would say that you know, at your next tournament that you go to, be be vigilant and be understanding that not everyone has played this rule for hours and hours. It is a definite change to the game, yeah. but I mean, the sky is not falling. No, take care of your brother. You're, I think it's a good recommendation to to observe your opponent, do it the right way, especially when alcohol is involved. <laughs> As there will be plenty at the old school players' ball. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. But uh, overall, I would say net positive. Your opponent gets the same, you know, advantage that you that you do. And so anything that smooths out the game is. And is in the better. end, so yeah, the love you take is equal to the love you make. Ain't that the truth? All right. Um, <laughs> well, that one marinate with that, for a second. With that extremely positive uh, book note in there. Um, I guess the last thing I wanted to talk about, so like hype for old school players ball, obviously, and there, and there will be more pit cast content to come, probably live in your face, fucking ground drunk. floor drunken <laughs> action, <laughs> as I unveil a concept for the podcast that I've been working about oh. uh, for a long time, but more on that to come. Um, Such a tease. But I Just a wanted to briefly discuss 
Um, another pet format of ours, which is old school yeah. 95, the inclusion yeah. of oh. Ice Age into the format. Hey, world world of difference. Yeah, but Huge here's, how much, yeah, yeah. here's how much Homelands matters. Uh, Autumn Willow, Serrated Arrows. I own these cards. Baron motherfucking singer. I own these cards. Um, Spectral Bears. Isan's Shade. I own these Beast cards. of the Unicorn. Actually, Shade is real, yeah. Shade is how Merchant good, Scroll? How good Merchant would... Scroll. Oh, Merchant Scroll. Ooh. Merchant Scroll. Yeah. There's people here. Get real, man. Oh, Be real. Shit. What did... Did White get anything? Not really. White didn't. Poor White. But anyway, if, if you've listened to any of our 95 content previously, you've heard me bitch about the uh, reanimator deck endlessly. Yeah. And... Reasonable. Um... I think I think for this tournament tournament good. Um, restricting demonic consultation is a no brainer. That's sort of where the momentum has been carrying since our last uh, fall brawl. Yeah. So I, I got to think that's that move is inevitable. We're gonna and try it's, it. I think. It's just see what's up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. just too consistent for combo. Necro is strong, but I've never felt like overwhelmed by it. And it's obviously one of the best cards. Yeah, it's like, the marquee it's up there. card. Like, you don't want to... You can't... You, but, yeah, some of that demonic consultation is like, I'm ready to win now. You know, like, Necro's <laughs> like, I have a strong advantage, now. but yeah, consultation's like, does that resolve? Good game. It's so, an instant. As a way, yeah, as a way to combat, it's, it's, as a way to combat uh, Reanimator, I mean, <clears throat> so, with four Bizarre and four DC, up to four DC, you're basically guaranteed to have it turn one or two every game. So like you ban DC or excuse me restrict DC, you still got five right four in a virtual copy, and with the new London Mulligan, factor that in as well. Mm-hmm. So Reanimator is still hell strong with uh, just one. Like I'll play it again. Yeah, without a doubt. I really, can't stop Moss. I only played so I only played three demonic consultation when I played it last year. So I'll just you know I'm ditching two, but I have more Mulligan opportunity. I see I can mold a I can fucking mold a four. Well, you know, with impunity, and it's and for that reason, I yeah. personally have a concern that restricting DC is not enough to uh, uh, nerf the menace that is reanimated in that god. We'll find out. I would hit a second card. Uh oh, and that'll be a next. Oh wait, and, <laughs> and for next episode, and that'll be on Carter's new podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the second <laughs> card to restrict <laughs> my solo old school podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would. I would also hit Dance of the Dead. Really? Oh, you would ban a card from the deck. You from the deck. Why does Dance offend you more than Animate? That's crass. Uh, well, That's because crass. well, I mean, you just hit one or the other. Really, it's it's that. But yeah, the same effect uh, takes place. Right but now. I think I think the problem is is I think there's also a problem in that there's eight spells that combo off uh, uh, with yeah. the bizarre. So. I think more testing will have to take place before that. Uh, uh, that is a big old stinking, percolates, stinking, steaming pile of opinion right there. <laughs> well, <laughs> honestly, it's the deck is just that good. It is, yeah. It's, uh, it's, so yeah, I, I, we'll get more data after this one and then see is it still because we had like what four or five people playing last year. Yeah, four people. I mean, me, I Jake have o, a Houtman and somebody else. Uh, you, Jacob Houtman. One other dude. It's somebody else. I find it hard to play Reanimator when my deck begins before Stunted Growth, you know? Like, it's hard. Right. 
Roar, <laughs> it's hard to make that work. Turn one I mean, you're, Roar, I had like a deep spawn and a Jizam Jin and play on turn one. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. We had fun. Yeah, it was, it was a quick game. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but it's just um, it's too broken. Yeah. I have a I have a plan. I have a plan. I've been thinking. I've been for, I've been I've been formulating opinions, and I will um, I will, I will report this on a on a later date. All right, that'll be for the premium. This premium is at, for this is for our premium. Uh, paying, that on our Patreon. <laughs> the premium build. Um, as 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 we get closer, I will uh, I will let the audience know our thoughts because Lord knows Moss and I will meet in the tournament yet again. <sighs> And I will. God, that was such a fucking bummer that we drove down to Nashville and then got paired against each other. And, well, we and got paired, sitting there like we got paired against well, each other in the night in the '95 <laughs> tournament. And we did, yeah. I so we are we're two for two at the at the Nashville tournament, and we don't need to talk about what your record is. And we were paired against well, each yeah. other in the night. <laughs> well, we're I mean, there. do we have to let our thousands of listeners know? Oh that yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beating you 2-0 in in tournaments? It's okay. It's okay. That is a blight on my fucking career. That's okay. But in the 95 tournament last year, you beat me. Yeah, handily. Barely. I might add. Handily. I might add. 2-0. Um, so I'm I'm coming back for vengeance this year, and it's a small, was, intimate little he, tournament. He was playing Stasis. All right. So how do? Oh, so I'm gonna root for the underdog. So here. what's a way to get around Stasis? <laughs> oh, it's I use Dance of the Dead to untap my fucking deep spawn on my upkeep. I skip the upkeep or the untap step, then untap my dude on upkeep and get in there and bash. For six. I failed to take that into consideration. <laughs> bash, <laughs> choosing bash, my deck. Bash for seven because it's six with a one one from the dance, and I was just playing lands into the Stasis to untap my dude and beat him. Down. Yeah, I, uh, I I made a terrible miscalculation, but this will not happen again. I have a, I have a plan. Um, but anyway, that uh, that just about wraps it up. Thanks again for tuning in. Like I said, there's going to be more uh, old school player ball live content with our many luminaries and guests coming in from all the parts of the United States for this fucking killer old school tournament. Thanks again for joining me, um, and yeah, we'll man. sign off here. Peace.